praise the Lord for this new year 2022 that the Lord has given us. Yes, uh, and uh, Brother Edward has been uh, praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what would you like us to focus on this year? And on Christmas Eve, when we were gathered together with family, one of my uh, son-in-laws, that was Homayun, um, Anita's husband, put this question to Brother Edward. And the question was, what has been the saddest thing in your life and what has been the happiest thing in your life? Uh, so I started thinking about how to answer this question. There are many things that can bring sadness to our lives. And the opposite as well, many things can bring us joy. But what was the case with me? And this question was a key that I was able to use and think about what I'm going to preach this year. The saddest thing is that uh, when I analyze this life, everything is vanity, futile. Uh, from the worldly point of view, anything that we possess, we have to let go, leave behind, and depart. And life passes very quickly. Yes. When I look back, I think, when did the 71 years go? Everything passes. Youth passes. Health passes. Beauty passes. Wealth. Relationships, relatives. Over the years, how many loved ones we have yeah. given up? Mm. And there is no guarantee that we will remain. Our life is futile and vain as well. So therefore, whatever you possess, acquire in this life, one day you have to let go of it. The money you hold in the bank, the property, the cars you own, the position you hold, all these things pass away. We have come empty-handed in this life and we will not take anything with us. So this is sad. This is quite sad, you know. I've gone through too much trouble to acquire this thing. I have to leave them behind and go. And when I have to let go of them and depart, 
is not certain. Yeah. When we visit cemeteries, we come across picture of, pictures of many young people who've been buried there. And it's wrong for some people to claim, I'm going to be 120 years old. Even though we may have a very long life, at the end we have to depart from here. So this is sad. And Solomon used to say, vanity of vanities. And the good news is, the nice thing is that we will get the ones that we have lost, we will be with them and we will enter in the eternity. And that eternity that we think of is something that comforts us, that hope comforts us a lot. People who live by worldly values, death is the end of everything. Eternal silence. Eternal nothingness, emptiness. And when they think like that, what is going to give them joy? What is going to bring them comfort? And therefore they are very fearful of death. But, but for believers, death is not that, has a different meaning. <laughs> Bible has such beautiful description of death and when sometimes Brother Edward focuses on that and studies that a lot, he wants to be dead at that very moment. And the Apostle Paul says, living is for me Christ, and death is a gain. Death is not a loss for me, it's a gain. And Apostle Paul claims that death is victory for me. Uh, it's not, I'm not being defeated, I'm acquiring victory. Grave, where is your victory? Uh, I have overcome death through Jesus Christ. Death is being transformed, transferred. It's not the final point. Our address changes. Yes, our postal code changes. Our location changes. We get eternal postcode. So uh, we are going to be transferred to a much more glorious place. Death is described in the Bible sleeping. Because it is followed by waking up. And death is entering the presence of eternal God. Death is lovely. 
And the Bible says, lucky are those who close their eyes believing in the Lord. And, and when we approach God from this point of view, the Bible's point of view, we get comforted that everything does not come to an end because of death. In fact, it's the, the real life starts. We are here temporarily. We have been created for eternity. This world is a bridge that we are passing over. We have seen so many bridges in UK. Have you ever come across one who's built a house on a bridge? Will government give permission for somebody to build a house on a bridge? Bridge is for passing over, passing through. Our intention is a different place. Uh, uh, the believers in if Africa, when somebody dies, they don't say that he's died. They said he achieved his purpose of life. Uh, when my first wife passed away, dear sister Anahid, somebody phoned Brother Edward and said, she went to her home. Yes, and Brother Edwards was feeling that but she has left This person who telephoned said, no, she's gone to her eternal home and nobody can depart from there. How much time do we spend thinking on this wonderful lessons, <laughs> promises? Particularly in, a, particularly in a world like this when life is so worthless. <laughs> Very easily, they say 4,000 people died today. And that has become quite ordinary for us. I remember, I remember when I was a child growing up, if one person died in our area, in our community, the whole community was in sorrow and grieving. Yeah. During COVID, we were just paying attention to see how many Thousands have passed away And some days when they said 500, they said 400, we were rejoicing, 100 less, thank God. And uh, it's amazing that when people see how futile, how worthless this life is, they have given so much uh, attention and so attached to it. And the world will become worse. 
ձեր համար կարոզեմ, մեր եկեղծում կարոզեմ, Հիսուս Քրիստոսի կալստյան եմ ապակայի տեպքերիմ։ Ամեն։ So I have decided that this year, whatever I preach in this church and in the other church, it will be about the second coming of Jesus and about the future. So I beg you that you pay more attention to this issue. We will not achieve all our wishes and desires in this life. One time I used to believe that the person who's got Jesus in their life, they are in heaven. And I used to declare that even if heaven did not exist, with Jesus I'm already in heaven now. Then I realized that was not correct thinking, it was wrong. We are not in heaven. We will not achieve all our wishes, all our desires in this life. Uh, would you like me to quote from you a very difficult verse from the Bible? Apostle Paul says that if our hope in Jesus is only for this life, we are more wretched than anyone else. Even though we are Jesus, but if our hope is in for this life only, we are really wretched. If there is no resurrection from the dead, if there is no eternity, eat, drink, and die tomorrow. This world is for two days only. If there is no eternity, why do we keep coming to church, give money, pay price for Jesus. Why? If there is nothing, why do people sacrifice their lives for Jesus, become martyred for Jesus? How many thousands of our young people lost their lives in Armenia? If there is no hope that they shed their blood for their country and for their hope, we are very miserable people. And today I want to speak to you for a few minutes about this kind of hope. Bible says we have a glorious hope. These are the qualities of that hope. The first one is it's a happy hope. In Titus it says joyfully and happily we are awaiting the second coming of Jesus. A happy hope are people who have happiness. 
We have the deposit of the Holy Spirit in this life. Rubble on many sheep. That is not the totality of. Yes, it is a deposit. When we give deposit for something, this is a guarantee to say, I want this and the rest I will give later. So therefore, we've only received the deposit of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, don't have too much expectation that even because of Jesus will have everything in this life. Some people preach in this way. <laughs> Believe in Jesus and your bread is buttered. You'll always be healthy. No sickness will touch you. You will be wealthy. Money will pour from the you won't be poor. Nothing bad will touch you. No accidents will encounter you. All your family is safe and secure. Long life, longevity. <laughs> the Lord will destroy all your enemies. Whatever you desire, press a button and the banqueting table of God will open in front So people listening to this, they come to church, they acquire faith, and no, it's not like that. There is suffering, there is Where is that eternity you were preaching? Here we are only tasting it. We, we eat a little bit here, amuse bush, but the Lord says the race is for you to have later. It's a happy hope because happy things have been prepared for us. No eye has seen, Apostle says. No tongue has the ability to describe that which is over and above our finite mind. God has prepared for all those who are what a big positive hope this is. What a magnificent hope is this that Jesus gave us. <coughs> Don't be sorrowful that I'm departing yes, from you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I have prepared the place, I will return. And I will take you with me to the place where I have prepared for you. Some people say, isn't the place ready for us? He's just preparing it now. The place is ready. The place is ready for us, but when we accept Jesus, our name has put to that area. Uh -huh. When you think that you know your end has come and you want to depart from this stuff, you make a wish. And you say that after me, the house belongs to this other person. Yeah. 
Jesus has gone to put the eternal home in our names. And the houses will not be similar to one another. Uh, it depends how, how much service we have If you live in an area that's not a fantastic area and it's not a magnificent home, don't be worried. The important thing is to have a glorious house. This is a happy hope. It is because of that hope that we feel happiness. If we did not have that hope, sadly I have to say that we will be miserable Christians. Uh, do you realize how much effect hope has in our lives? Uh, we can liken it to a bird that has no wings to fly. Is that a bird? It's an animal. It cannot fly. Because somebody has dislocated the wings. A person who has no hope is a person who's lost its wings. Or it's a bird, but they've put her in a cage. Wants to fly out, but cannot. Or if they remove a fish from the water. If you take a fish out of the water, it just flaps about. A person who has no hope is like a fish that's been taken out of the The Lord has given us hope. A hope of happiness. Dr. Billy Graham asked Dr. Billy Graham used to say, an elderly person went to Billy Graham. He said, Dr. Billy Graham, I'm an elderly person. Uh, the life has no meaning for me anymore. And soon I will be going to an unknown I don't know why I was born. I don't know why I'm living. And now that I'm old and I'm going to die soon, I don't know where I'm going after this. This is the condition of people these They have no idea why they were born, why they are alive living, and where is their end going to, and why they die. A person who has no hope is just like this. But praise the Lord that the Lord has given us a hope that is and the second thing that the Bible says about that hope, our hope is a living hope. This is very important. Uh, in First Peter, verse 3. Uh, because of the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ has given us a living hope. 
Atamov ammen merrumen It's written because of Adam all died Because of Jesus all become alive again What is a living hope I think Iraqan huis A hope that is real Iraqan huis real hope reality I think menk aras pelikin chenk avatatsel It is not fantasy it is not science fiction This is not a dream It is not a vision Yerani tsesi but Jesus Christ returned. He came from heaven and returned to heaven. When he came, he told us what's happening up there. And also he gave us promise that he's going to take us to the same This is a real hope. This is reality. Uh, when he was uh, resurrected, the disciples were watching him in amazement. And they were very sad. He's going, he's gone. They kept watching him until he was covered by a cloud. And the two angels appeared. Galileans. Why are you so confused looking up? Amen. Amen. This Jesus who went from you to the heavens in the same way he will return to you. No one else will return. Jesus will return. And this is reality. This is a real hope. Living hope. Yes, I've told this story to some of you. I'm repeating it for those who haven't heard it. Uh, my father was an unbeliever. Didn't believe the existence of them. And uh, he used to be very sarcastic about them who believed. I was reading the Bible. I was on my knees praying. I noticed that he's laughing at me. Edward, I have a question to put to you. What is your question? You are reading so much. Praying so much, sacrificing so much. You leave this life and you find that, oh, there's nothing there. And you say, I gave all my life for nothing? Brother Edward replied, Father, I have the assurance to whom and what I have believed. I believe that eternity exists. Because I have committed myself to such a Lord that died, alive, was resurrected, and the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and 
the dead from that will give me resurrection as well. Bhais, but according to what you say, let's take it that even 1% there's nothing. I've not lost anything. One whole life I've had happiness. For a lifetime, this hope has kept me away the wrong paths. I have interaction with nice people. And I have left, lived a holy life. Now I have one question to you. who claim there's nothing. When you departed from this world and open your eyes in hell, then what you then? What will you do? Then? I haven't lost anything. You are the loser. He was never lost for words. He was silent. Upset. He didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> Dad, do you want something? Don't speak to me. Have I done anything wrong to you? Yes, he committed his life to the Lord at 85. And by the hand of his other son, brother Hyde, he was baptized at 87 years old. And that day he confessed to this secret. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's very much worth mentioning that Brother Edward's previous wife had worked on him a lot to prepare him to accept. But that day in the church he gave his testimony. He said in the church, that question that Edward put to me turned me upside down. I thought, he's right. He hasn't lost anything. He's always been happy with that. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, this, this is Brother Edward's song. See, he's the writer of the song. We'll sing it tonight. Yes. But what about me? Supposing I opened my eyes, there is a hell and I was there. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do then? <laughs> There's no hope, that's it. Nowhere I can escape. Yes, that was the thing that made Brother Edward's father Confesses and repent. Praise the Lord that the prayers that we sent up for 25 years, the Lord replied them. And two, three years after that, he went to be with the Lord. The fact is, what we believe is a reality. Our hope is a correct hope. Uh, God is not uh, hoodwinking us. He didn't want to frighten us. He has given us a real hope. 
The third quality that that hope possesses, it's an eternal hope. This is glorious. Show me something in this world that is eternal. Why are people tormenting themselves so much? For things that here are, uh, are here today, gone tomorrow. They kill one another for money. For, for possession, they become enemies of one another for years. All these things are passing away. But the word of God remains, and the word of God says, the Lord has prepared a place for us that will remain for eternity. Yes. Gather your wealth in heaven. Nothing will rust there. The thief will not be able to steal it. Focus on eternal wealth. Because that remains. And it is written in the Bible that the hope of the righteous never diminishes. We have to praise the Lord that in a world that is futile and full of vanity, we have such a hope. And the fourth and the final quality of hope is the following. This hope comforts us. What can give us comfort in this life? Uh, you have often uh, participated in uh, burial services or in memorial services. For Brother Egwat and it, Sister Anahi, 2,000 people attended the services, shook hands. Yes, God give you comfort. Let this be your final song. God have mercy on her. Can these words give me comfort? I was exhausted. Yes, yes. One, after the other. one person after the other. If I did not have the real hope, the words that they were saying, would that be comfort to me? No. Never. Amen. What was giving me comfort is that one day I will see my Anahit. I went to the graveside. And I would say, my brother Hike, my wife Anahit, where are you? Let me see you for a few minutes. I was just talking to the grave, looking at the grave. The word spoke to me. They're not here. Why are you seeking the live ones? Look up. Look up the sky. 
They are not under the soil. They are in heaven. They're in the sky. Apostle Paul says, I don't want you to be sorrowful like the ones who have no hope. Be careful, pay attention. It doesn't say, don't be sorrowful. Naturally, there is sorrow, there is crying, there is grieving. These are all real. And even Jesus wept when Lazarus had passed away. He could have given him life, but before that he cried. Don't be grieving and sorrowful like the ones who have no hope because you have hope. The one who has no hope, they start beating themselves, beating their hair, wearing black because everything came to an end. I will never see them again. What is going to give them comfort? Disciples came to Jesus, they were very happy. You know what happened? We went and we gave healing to the sick in your name. In your name we got rid of evil spirits. Mm. Jesus noticed that the joy that they have is a bit over the top. Not. Of course you have to be glad for what's happened. But you have a joy which is over and above this. Be happy because your names have been written in the book of life. That is why you have super joy. Well, it's natural. The evil spirits had to depart. Why did you make such a big issue of it? Be joyful over more magnificent things. How much joy we should have having this hope. Comfort one another with this hope. People who don't have this hope, they are miserable beings. Uh, I was preaching in Sweden for Swedish people. Uh, of course, I've gone for the Iranians in Sweden, but this was happening in a Swedish church. And I had a very good interpreter. Five minutes before the preaching was going to start, one of their elders came and asked me, Brother Edward, can I ask you what you are going to preach about? Yes, with pride, I said, I'm going to preach about victory. He wasn't very happy. 
Can I ask you to preach about Jesus' second coming? To talk about heaven? You just telling me to do this five minutes ago, five minutes before? You should have told me before I should have prepared for this. <laughs> you are an experienced preacher. Preach about this. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Uh, can I ask a question from you? Can you tell me why you want me to preach about this? Because for the last three years, we have heard nothing about the future. <laughs> and look at these Swedish people, miserable, wretched. <laughs> they have money. They have position. Cars, homes. But they have no hope. Look at their faces. Half dead sitting there. Salki, as if they've come to cemetery, not church. And I keep telling our pastor, they need to hear about eternity and heavenly things. Yes, yes, uh, so, and he asked the pastor to preach like this, and he says, the people who come here, they have so many problems in this world, they're just about getting on with this life. They can't be bothered to think about that <laughs> one as well, which is not fully <laughs> in our hands. We have lost our hope. Maybe on the day that somebody does, a little bit, maybe someone will tell us they And when we leave the cemetery, after a few minutes, we forget again. It's not like that. I've been to a funeral, somebody was being buried, another person was telling a joke to a friend. <laughs> I chastised him, telling him that, remember that one day they're going to bury you. Put your jokes to one side. In Sweden, I obeyed the wishes of that man because I realized that was God's will as well. And the Holy Spirit told me on the spot and I gave a magnificent message about his second uh, And then I saw the Swedish congregation started praying. They don't express so much emotion. <laughs> As if they, they repented inside the freezer. I noticed that the Holy Spirit started working. And the most amazing thing was that the pastor came and hugged me. With tears in his and he confessed. And I did not point out that your elders suggested to me to preach this. 
At this minute, I realized what was the need of my congregation. And I apologize that I myself had forgotten because of the events and the difficulties in this world, I did not spend time thinking about that. And promised to continue focusing on this. And I promise you this year, and not only me, but my other brothers to follow this. Uh, it's for a month that I'm reading the book of Revelation. And all the books that I read and study are about the future. And the interesting thing is I start dreaming about these points. Uh, in the middle of the night, I shouted, Jesus is coming. My wife said, what's going on? Why did you wake me up? Jesus was coming. <laughs> I was scared. I thought you were going to be with Jesus. No, no, no. I thought Jesus was coming. He is coming soon. Our heavenly father, king of kings, will come. Our eternal savior will come. And we have to be ready for that. And next time I will speak to you about being raptured. What will happen to believers when Jesus comes? How they and then. After the thousand, what will be the state of who is near Antichrist? Antichrist yeah. What is heaven? What is hell? What is the place of judgment? Brother Edward is going to talk about this. Yeah. We have to realize that these are realities that will change us. Could you envisage that two years ago that the world will be in the state it is now because of COVID? How many hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives? Can you envisage what will take place in the future? Let us not place our hope on science, on this world. Focus on eternal things. That is the subject that we should be interested in. We're going to this, so sing this song when he returns through the class. <laughs>
ես երկիքը նողակեց ձեր իսուս կնած երկինքը, ձեր իսուս կնած երկինքը, ես էլ երկենք, արող եք նստեք, եթե ողխում եք նստած երկին, իշտ է Եվ այն ժամանակ գեսի 20 տարեկանի։ 
When he wrote these songs, he was 20 years old. I think he didn't make that yarat. 51 years ago. En zamana geldim bu istisayir. Now, and now his hope was this. And I'm about to be 70. And it is the same hope that keeps me up standing. We praise you, Father, for this hope. Praise you, Father, for this happy hope. Bless you, Father, for this blessed Praise you, Father, for this eternal Praise you, Father, for this eternal Praise you, Father, for this comforting hope. Help every one of us to be joyful in this hope. Allow us to focus and think about the church. And to focus and con concentrate on events that will take place. We know that you have created us for eternity. And it is your will that we enjoy eternal life with you. Therefore, help us to keep away from worthless Not to form so much attachment for this eternity. I commit this congregation to you. The grace of Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the comfort of the Holy and the fellowship be with Amen. all of them from Amen. eternity to eternity. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Edward.